Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. It's kind of hard to do a show today, right? It is. It almost feels frivolous to try to play music today and talk about great music, but... We're talking uh, just a day or so after uh, such tragedy in Las Vegas. But sometimes what happens with music is you start to hear songs and things uh, differently and they help you, right? Yeah, and that's certainly the case with an artist I had already intended to play on the show today, an artist, uh, the band Florist, a song from their new record. But as you said, it's a song that has taken on new meaning and I have found some solace in listening to this in the last 24, 48 hours. Florist is this band from Brooklyn. You turned me on to them a year or two ago. They have a new record out called If Blue Could Be Happiness and it has this opening cut uh, called Blue Mountain Road. And this whole record is framed and and informed in part by um, lead singer Emily Sprague's mother who passed away and Emily Sprague's um, sort of her trying to come to terms with that loss. But really, it's for anyone, I think, who's struggling with loss or trying to get through hard times. I was, the, the lyrics really resonated with me, especially in the last 24 hours. So uh, give a listen to the song by Florist. Blue Mountain Road from the the record of Blue Could Be Happiness.
incredibly appropriately named band. That music always feels so fragile. Florist is the yeah the name. Emily Sprague, the the lead singer, she's very young. I think she's only in her early twenties, but she has this remarkably keen ability to slow down, take a breath, and and take stock of the world around her. To she finds joy and beauty in, in just the little things that we often miss because we're so distracted by all the noise in life. She sings in the song, she says, don't be afraid, I'm not going away. I'm just keeping track of my mental state. Don't be afraid is what I always say, but I am afraid. I've always been afraid. If you're terrified of living, like me, I hope you'll be fine because we're terrified together in this terrifying time. Mm. And the power that you, you find in your friendships and the love you have for each other and the strength that you can get from each other. It was a powerful song to begin with, but certainly took on new meaning for me in the last 24 hours. Florist Blue Mountain Road is the song from the record of Blue Could Be Happiness, um, and it is out now, it just came out. She wrote that song for her mom who passed away, and uh, I have been coming back to this song over and over again by an artist named Amber Mark, who wrote her debut EP, also about her mom passing away uh, three years previous. Amber's a 23-year-old singer and songwriter. She's uh, based out of New York as well, like florist. She's the daughter of a German-born Buddhist artist who who, uh, is the mom that passed away. She's traveled all over the world, and you hear this, especially India, where she lived. She lived in Thailand as well, and Nepal, Miami, Berlin. But uh, the sounds of India come into this song, uh, the song I want to play. It came out in the spring, but I I just keep coming back to it because of its sounds and now uh, for some of its meaning. Uh, The song is called Space.
how did I miss this? Amber Mark. I, I don't know this. Yeah, for, I first heard uh, this song. It's called Space uh, back in uh, early spring. The, the EP that she put out, Amber Mark's debut EP, it's called 3.33 a.m., and that came out in, in May, uh, a seven-song EP. Beautiful production. She did uh, the production, Amber Mark did. Uh, Great sounds, yeah. Yeah, it, it reminded me of a band that I, I know you also want to play, and maybe we should just go to it, is Abehi. Yeah. Which we, a band we've had on the show before, particularly in some of the um, in the vocals and uh, some of the little sounds kind of bouncing around in the headphones uh, reminded me of Abehi. Abehi is uh, two French-Cuban singers, sisters, Lisa Cayendi Diaz and Naomi Diaz, and they uh, have a new album out. What I truly love is this song called Deathless. And yeah, it does remind me completely of the uh, Amber Mark music. Lisa Kayendi wrote this song, and she says of this song called Deathless, for everybody that feels they are nothing, that feels small, that feels not cared about, I want them to listen to our song for three minutes and feel large, powerful, deathless.
I love the rhythms, what they do with their vocals. They're so good. I bay and uh, they're coming to a tiny desk soon. Oh, nice. The song uh, we just played is called Deathless, and the album's out. It's called Ash. You know what? Let's take a short break, and when we come back, I want to revisit a band that uh, I last played on the show about a year ago. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lyft. Reminding listeners that they could be relaxing in a Lyft ride right now, with their eyes closed, listening to Beethoven or whale sounds, or a babbling brook, or something else relaxing. Lyft provides rides as relaxing as the buttery smooth voice of a public radio announcer, because riding is just a more relaxing way to drive. Lyft. It matters how you get there. Download and ride today. I was in New Orleans uh, this past weekend. My first time in New Orleans. Amazing, which, right? Which everybody who's musical uh, in some way, shape, or form always looks at me completely baffled that the music, what may be the music capital of the, of the, the universe. Uh, <laughs> and I'd never been there. I took a lot of lifts. And <laughs> I never heard of Babbling Brook, but I did get to where I, I needed to go. And one of the places I, I got to was this amazing space that was complete magic. And it, it really was a wonderland. And it was, um, I, I have the little uh, flyer from it. It's called Music Box Village. Basically, it's kind of like a combination between a concert, uh, a circus, <laughs> of course, maybe uh, a weird like theater production. So you go into the space, it's outdoors, but this corrugated tin that seems to encircle this whole place. You go inside, and there are trees, and you know you, you sit on, uh, if it's not haystacks, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're handmade, beautiful, musical, unusual musical instruments made of, you know, cobbled together steel and structures that are just interactive you can and, play well you can it? you you can uh the performance uses them mm-hmm. uh they design they're all newly written songs they're singers they come out from all different places and play these instruments and people are you know it's not seated like a regular theater uh so everybody gets a different point of view uh new orleans kind of based music so you know a lot of of um, tubas and horns brass and brass, and, and, yeah. but crazy good dancers and singers, and, and it was it was really just magic. Uh, it's called Music Box. So. Sounds like visiting your brain. <laughs> if there was some way I could be teleported into your brain, that's what it would look and sound like. Truly magic. What do you got? Uh, Bed. Bed is the band, B-E-D with a little dot at the end, Bed. Uh, this is a married couple, Sierra and Alex Hager from Portland, Oregon. Um, they just make this fantastically fuzzy shoegaze rock music. I, I've had them on the show a couple of times, most recently about a year ago. Um, they just became parents for the first time earlier this year, and, and so they took a break from music, but they're back now with a, a new song called Fine. Uh, and it's in part about about family and the relationship you have with the people in your family and how you can be really, really close, and yet never share a single thing beyond the superficial with each other. The song Fine, a new single from Bed.
That was you in a nutshell. Yeah, it yeah. really was, especially the line where he says, sorry I left the party too soon. I wasn't having fun. Were you? I'm happier at home just with you. Yeah. Uh, Alex Hager says that he actually wrote this song before becoming a dad himself. So it's more about the family he grew up with and how they never really opened up much to each other, even though they were a tight-knit family. He says, and I'm quoting him here, half, half of the song is about growing older and feeling like I want more of those conversations, those closer conversations, but also realizing that it's more comfortable and familiar in a way to slip back into more lighthearted back and forth. The other half of the song is a snapshot of how that inclination to skim over emotions and keep things breezy has worked against building closeness in my marriage. 
the whole thing is basically an inner monologue about still learning how to be a person at 32. It doesn't stop. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I don't, I hate to break it to you, man, but uh, you're going to be working on learning how to be a person for the rest of your life. So no word yet on a, a full-length record. It's supposed to come out sometime next year, uh, but for now we have this uh, single from Bed called Fine. It was produced by Larry Crane, one of my favorite producers, uh, who's worked with the Decemberists and Elliot Smith and uh, Death Cab for Cutie, a lot of my favorite bands. I will play a song uh, from Torres, although we played a song when the record was first uh, announced back, I think it was in June. Yeah. Uh, the album's finally come out. You got uh, Torres, we do this thing called Track by Track, and you had uh, had Mackenzie Phillips write a little bit about every song on the record. It's this thing we do called Track yeah. by Track. Yeah. And that just, what, went up last uh, Just week. last Friday, the day of the, the day of the release, and she, she really opened up. And uh, it, it's one of the recurring themes on, on the record that she talks about is maintaining control, staying in control of your emotions before they spin away from you. That's you all over, too. And that, that's also me. <laughs> I'm constantly just bottling everything. There, there, there's a great cut on, on the opening cut. The title is title of the year, for sure. And yep. it's called Tongue Slap Your Brains Out. Yep. And uh, not only do I love this song because of it, it just took a sharp left turn from everything I expected Torres to do, which was so... Uh, no guitar, guitar rock. Right, but also uh, lyrically and so forth of her memories and so forth. And in this song, Tongue, Slap Your Brains Out, uh, she talks about growing up and she says, I grew up on this idiom, that, that idiom, Tongue, Slap Your Brains Out. When something tasted good, it wasn't just good. It was so good that it'll make your tongue slap your brains out. <laughs> growing up south of the Mason-Dixon line, uh, she says, people ate... All daily planning was very next meal centric. Dessert was a big deal. To have supper without following it up with dessert was unthinkable. And then she goes on to say, I live in New York now, and though I love it, I call it home, people don't really eat here. They graze and they pick, they eat on the run, they don't eat huge meals three times a day here like they did in the South. When I miss the comforts and safety of childhood, I pine for the food of my youth. Not at all what I thought the song was about when I first heard it. <laughs> Tongue slap your brains out. Knowing you were laundry folding just outside the bedroom door I slept near it knowing you would carry half the hapless buzzing of my dilated spirit Brains out. 
Yeah, when we really fell for Torres a couple of years ago, she was just this force, this guitar rock driven force. And um, she doesn't go that way at all on this record. It still works. It's great to hear her stretch out and try new things, but uh, she has almost no guitars on this whole record. Really brilliant record, too. Uh, the album's out. It's called Three Futures, and uh, that's Torres. Tongue slap your brains out. I want to play The Breeders, new music from The Breeders. This is a band that uh, Kim Deal, she's the bassist for the Pixies. This is a band that she first formed back in the late 80s. And it's a band that had lots of fits and starts over, over the years. Uh, they had this hit that was everywhere uh, back in the early 90s. See if you recognize this. Yeah. Unmistakable bass line, right? Yeah. Yeah. The song was Cannonball, and uh, it was from a record that they put out um, in 93 called Last... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, thanks. Yeah, Last Splash was the record, and uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't get away from this song in 93, which was awesome. It was such a great, great song by the Breeders. They went on indefinite hiatus not long after they put out this record in 93. And then over the next 15 to 16 years, they only put out one more record over the next 15 years. But they're back now after a nearly 10-year break uh, and also after a bunch of lineup changes over the years. They have that original lineup behind this. Well, it wasn't the first lineup ever of the band, but the, the lineup behind that song we just heard is back. And they've got a new single now called Wait in the Car. Good morning! She's singing over and over there at the end of Center Eye. 
sinner I, like I'm a sinner. I was having a hard time making sense of the lyrics, so I wrote to Kim Deal, and, and she wrote back. She says, uh, quote, I, I struggle. So in the song, I'm a delusional, self-important, grandiose, paranoid who never says the right thing, but I'm trying, unquote. Boy, do I feel like that almost every day. <laughs> Self-important, grandiose, paranoid. Um, Kim and Kelly Deal, Josephine Wiggs and Jim McPherson, they got back together in 2013 for a 20th anniversary tour of Last Splash. And they said that they've been working on new songs ever since. No word yet on a full-length record, but they're going to uh, release several seven inches in the coming weeks. And this is one of them. The song is called Wait in the Car. Well, uh, we could go out and call it a day because that is... Uh... That's an ender. That's a show ender song if I ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we learned the death of Tom Petty just uh, not but hours ago. Yeah. For anyone who grew up in the 70s and 80s, his music was just fantastically inescapable. It was the soundtrack for so many of us. It was the soundtrack for coming of age, for... Uh, you know, understanding love and relationships and also for learning what it was like to be cool because that guy was just cool. Always calm, composed, uh, you know, uh, unencumbered by the weight of the world. Uh, and uh, his music, I, I've just had this constant playlist in my head uh, the past day now uh, when we learned, first learned that he had had a heart attack. And the the hits just keep coming. It's like I, I'll keep thinking of a new song. He had so many wonderful ones. And he just finished a 40th anniversary tour. Yeah. Uh, I remember 41 years ago working in a, a record warehouse. Uh, and, you know, we'd pop open anything to listen to, to to get by packing records in boxes and stuff and doing that kind of labor. And uh, rock and roll was always sort of the best thing to do in that in that case. And uh, it came out on a record label called Shelter Records, which his first album, which was Leon Russell's record label. So back then, it was cool to like discover things because of record labels and associations and stuff. And so I popped that one open. It was incredibly and remarkably refreshing. It was ten songs in thirty minutes, mm -hmm. but in the same way, though it was nineteen seventy six, it really was. Though it sounded refreshing, it really harkened back to the Bo Diddley beat, I'm going to play American Girl, the Bo Diddley beat in that yeah. song uh, was from the 50s. The guitar in that song was easily uh, an, an homage to Roger McGuinn of the Birds. It was Tom Petty and Mike Campbell on dueling guitars, or I should say unison guitars as opposed to dueling guitars. And then the song was just as beautiful. The lyrics uh, talk to this girl who just saw all the possibilities in life and the dreams, but the last verse is, gets kind of dark where she's standing on a balcony and she remembers this guy and there were always rumors that this song alluded to her suicide from that balcony. Uh, Petty denies that. But the darkness in that song that happens is what made that song so brilliantly bright and beautiful. And we have a playlist online uh, that the NPR, NPR Music staff put together, a whole bunch of other songs, our favorite songs that he's had over the years, and you can uh, see that on our website, npr.org slash music. Awesome. Let's go out. Uh, American Girl, Tom Petty. Thank you all. Thank you, Mr. Hilton. Thank you, Bob. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.